listening to New Life the Fort, where the person of Jesus Christ and His love for you are shared. And let me just uh, usher the word as uh, you know, as I begin, you know, with this song. Let me just bless the Lord right now. Thank you, Lord. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, wash in His blood. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, wash in His blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, and this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. And this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, and this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Praising my Savior all the day long. Hallelujah. You know, as you come here to this place, I hear, I have an impression again that the Holy Spirit wants to say that you are receiving your story. You are beginning to see your story. And this story, amen, is a song that comes out from God, you know, a song that you're going to be singing. So just allow God to just, you know, speak to your heart. And I believe each and every one of us will have a song as we hear the story of how much God loves us. Amen. And this song is greater and it's going to be more effective. It's going to be effective in every situation of life. 
Amen. Just like what Pastor Mitch says, this is, song is going to be for eternity. And this is what God is building in each and every one of us. Amen. This is my story. Sing it. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is our song. Praising our Savior all the day long. Praising our Savior. Praising our Savior all the day long. Come on, just thank Him that you have a story. Amen? Just thank Him you have a song. Amen? Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. Come on, just thank the Lord. You are wonderful, Lord God. Amazing. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word is alive in this place. In Jesus' name, (laughs) amen and amen. Amen. So I'm here to bring a news to you that you have something better. Amen. Each and every one of us in Christ, we have something better. Better than the world. Better than your past. Amen. Better than the circumstances in life. We have something better. And we've been talking about better. Say better. Say, I live in the better. And knowing better, when you look at the Bible and you see the word better, you know what? It's actually the word best. Because in the Greek, in the Greek, there's no other word for best. You know, better is the superlative. The, the apostles and the writers use the word better, all right, to declare that we have the best. And so we are truly blessed because we have the best. Amen. We are truly blessed because we have the best. Talking about the best, talking about the better, in Jesus we have the better. Last week we started this series, and today we're going to continue with this series, all right, on better. Say, I have the better. Amen. So let's see. The first thing about the better is that we have a better covenant. Amen. We have a better covenant. And number two, we have the better high priest. Amen. Actually, not just better high priest. We have the great high priest, and his name is Jesus. Amen. The high priest of old is talking about the men. They are called high priests. But in the Bible, after, you know, Jesus died at the cross and rose again from the dead, his name is not just the high priest, but he is the great high priest. No one like Jesus. Amen. Hebrews 8, verse 6 in the New Living Translation, it says here, But now, Jesus, our high priest, say now. But now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. Amen. What we have in Jesus is far superior, far greater, you know, the best. All right? Compared to the old priesthood. For He is the one that mediates for us a better covenant with God based on better promises. Hallelujah. So we have a better covenant with God based on better promises. We have a better high priest compared to the old. All right? And so we're talking about that. Because the people need to know, the body of Christ need to know what we have in Christ. We need to know that we have something better. We're not like the world. Amen. We are set apart from the world. 
Amen. We have something better. And God has given you and I the better. We have, God has given you and I the best. Amen. And the more we know it and the more we hear it, the more we're going to walk in it. And the more we're going to experience it, the more we're going to see it in our lives. I don't know about you. We are called to live supernatural lives. Amen. We have a supernatural God who is for us and not against us. And so therefore, I know that God wants that you and I live in the supernatural. We live in the better. Amen. And then in verse 10, it, it, you know, the Bible uh, gives us you know, uh, a definition of what we have in God. All right? In the better. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they will be my people. Amen. We have the better covenant because compared to the old, the old has gone and the new has come. I don't know about you, but I don't want to eat expired bread. <laughs> right? I don't want to eat expired bread. I don't want to eat old stale bread. Amen. God has given us the better. Amen. Many people are trying to live out of the old, but God has given you the new. Among you want the new. Amen. The new bread. And so God wants for you to know that God has given us the new. Amen. That you can eat from the new. All right. And we have a better covenant. Amen. Better promises in God. Hebrews 7, verse uh, 21 to 22. You are a high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Imagine that. We have a better covenant. And Jesus, our Lord, became the guarantee. Amen. He became the guarantee. He is making sure that everything that He paid for at the cross, you and I could receive. He's making sure that the new covenant is in full effect. For us. So He is our guarantee. That's why you know that your prayers are going to be answered if it is according to the will of God because there is someone who guarantees that you are going to receive the answer. Amen. It's Jesus. He was the one who died for you. He was the one who was buried for you. He was the one who was resurrected for you. And now He lives to make intercession for you and I. He lives to make sure that you receive whatever you're praying for. He makes sure that everything that He paid for at the cross, you and I could experience it, you and I could receive. Hebrews 7, verse 25 in the New Living Translation, talking about our great high priest. We have something better, the better covenant, and we have a better high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, He is able once and forever to save those who come to God through Him. And He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. Hallelujah! You know, this became real to us last Sunday. Amen. That Jesus is now praying for you. Amen. He's praying for you today. He's praying for you for tomorrow. He's praying for you when you're going to go to your, you know, board exam. He's praying for you that you can, you know, go, you know, when you're facing your boss, you know, and present something. He's praying for you when you're in school. He's praying for you tomorrow, the next week. He's praying for you for the good things to come. Imagine that Jesus himself is interceding for you today and not just today, but forever. Now, tanong ko sa inyo, how can we lose if God Himself is praying for us? And I don't know about you, but God, you know this, God cannot say no to His Son. Amen. God cannot say no to His Son. And so if He prays for you, Father, I'm praying for a new life, the fourth, for them to receive their cameras. And God says, Amen. I agree. I give it to you. 
Amen. So we have now cameras. It's on the way. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to get into television. We're going to get into, you know, uh, you know more sites. So people, more people can get, you know, what you're receiving today. Amen. So Jesus is interceding for you and I. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. He is for us. Amen. And not, you know what about the great high priest? He lives, you know, he saw us in our state because he became one like us. Amen. He experienced sadness. He experienced pain. He experienced being lonely. He experienced being shameful and yet without sin. Amen. He experienced. So what you're experiencing right now, you know, he experienced it. That's why he can empathize with you. Naintindihan niya tayo. Amen. He, can under, he understands us today. That's why when you pray, Abba, I need it. Amen. He understands it. Come on. He's one like us. Amen. So, that's why He lives forever to intercede with God on our behalf. You know, there's a song, an old song, a hymn, actually, that I just want to read, you know, the first part. And maybe one of these days, we're going to, to uh, sing it, alright? This is by uh, Charity Bancroft. Okay, I'll sing it. Mylene said, I'll sing it. Alright? So, it's better sung. Something, you know, it goes something like this. Uh, Before the throne of God above... I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest, a great high priest. You don't need to put the uh, uh, effects already, Wagna, right? Because maganda na yung maganda na. Yabang, eh, no? no, 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 no. You don't need it. They get it, right? Okay. Before the throne of God above. I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands. My name is written on his heart. I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me thence depart. Amen. Wonderful. We have a Jesus who is for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you want more? Look at this. I'll, I'll sing in a second. I just feel the anointing, okay? When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, upward I look and see him there who made an end of all my sin. Because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied to look on Him and pardon me. To look on Him and pardon me. Beautiful. Amen. Just, you know, praise God today. Just thank Him for this. Hallelujah. We have a better covenant. Amen. We have a better high priest. Amen. And His name is Jesus. Amen. His name is Jesus. That's why what was old is now new. What was stale is now fresh. What was dead is now full of life. What was labor is now rest. What was dull is now, now thrives. What was cursed is now blessed. What we have is something better in Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's the two, first two things that we saw last Sunday. And let's get into the last three. Are, are you ready? Amen. We have a better... You know, we have better promises in Jesus. 
we have better promises in God, all right? The basic promises of the law can be summarized in do this. You know, if you make an equation of the old covenant, it's the law, rules, plus performance equals blessing. All right, the law and the focus of the law is actually the real reason why the law is given is to point us to Jesus Christ that we need someone. All right, that we cannot fulfill the law. But man in his sinful nature thought that I can do this. That's why the law is now, you know, if you talk about the law, it really signifies man's effort. Man's effort to try to reach God. That's all religion. Right? That's all religion. We were taught that many, many years ago, right? That you need to do this, you need to pray this, you need to get into this so that you can receive this amount of blessing in God. If you don't do this, then you cannot receive the blessing of God. Right? But God, you know, that is the law. The law plus performance. The focus is our performance so that we could receive the blessing. That's the law. All right, those are rules and regulation. That is, you know, that is distant. You know, it's written on stones. But the law of Jesus, you know, under grace is the law of love. Yeah. Amen. The law of love under, you know, the grace of God. Amen. We have something better. Yeah. Amen. We have something better because it does not depend on our performance. It depends on a person. In the old covenant, it's all about performance. But in the new, it's all about a person. And his name is Jesus. Everything that Jesus did, he did for us. He fulfilled the law. You know, the children of Israel, we could see in the Old Testament that they tried to fulfill the law, but they were not able to do it. If they were not able to do it, men can, will not be able to do it. All right? That's why Jesus needed to become man. Amen? So that in as man, He fulfilled the law for us. The perfect man, He fulfilled the law for us. So that today, all of the blessings of the law and all of the blessings under the new covenant, you and I could receive because we have the person, Jesus Christ. He is the qualification of our blessing. So if you want an equation under grace, it is it's this. It's grace equals the person equals the blessing. Grace equals the person equals the blessing. Because if you have grace, you have the person, Jesus. If you have Jesus, you have grace. And when you have grace, you have Jesus, you have the blessing. Do you have Jesus today? So therefore, you have the blessing. Amen. God wants to know, uh, for you to know that you are already blessed. That we can live out of this knowing that we have already been blessed. Amen. The law is different. The law, you need to perform these things, you need to function, and you need to do these things for you to get into the graces and to get into the blessing of God. Aren't you glad that we are not under the law? Aren't you glad that we are now under grace? Wherein God gave already, and our part is to begin to receive. And now as we receive, then we are empowered to do the things that God has given us us for us to do and these are good works you know why it's good it's going to amount you know it's going to be beneficial to many and it's good amen hallelujah and so in second corinthians 120 speaking about the promises of god you know, compare to the law like what i said a while ago all of the law were written on engraved on stones it's cold it's impersonal but today god is writing his promises in our hearts Amen. God is writing His promises in our hearts. Amen. 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says here, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ. 
all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you have a promise from God? Amen. Are you standing on a promise? Amen. Are you standing on a promise with regards to your future? Are you standing on a promise with regards to your body? Are you standing on a promise with regards to your finances? Well, the Bible says all. Say all. All. Amen. That means all. Lahat. Right? All of God's promises have been what? Fulfilled. In who? In Christ. What a wonderful verse, amen, that talks about the fulfillment of all the promises. Have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. Amen. Are you standing in God's promises? You know, you go to God and says, God, you said that you, you know, God, you will provide for all my needs. You know what God will say? Yes. You go to God and say, God, you know what? You said in your word that you will never leave me nor forsake me. God will say yes. Aren't you glad he's not going to say maybe? Aren't you glad he's not going to say, ah, uh, did I say that? <laughs> Amen. Oh, God, aren't you glad that God will not say, uh, no? I remember, uh, God will always, you know, uh, when you pray to God, there are three things. I was said, you know, many, many years ago, there are three things God will say. You know, yes, no, or wait. Uh, do you remember that? Many years ago. But you know what? The Bible is very clear. If it is according to the word and Jesus paid for it, God will always say yes. Lord God, I receive your healing in my body. Yes, God will say. Lord God, I receive the provision in Jesus' name. God will say yes. Lord God, I receive help for my family. God will say yes because all of that Jesus paid for at the cross. God, Lord God, give me wisdom. I receive wisdom right now. God will say yes, you have it. Hallelujah. Yes, God says. And then, hindi pa tapos yung verse. Sabi niya, and through Christ, our, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. God says yes to us. Our response is amen. You know what? You need to say amen. Not just because I need for you to accompany me here on stage or just tell, you know, so that I can hear, you know, that you're getting it. It's not actually that. Alright, do you know what the word Amen means? It's really interesting. If you go to the Hebrew, the word Amen is Amen. If you go to the Greek, it, the word Amen is still Amen. Alright, and you go to Latin, and especially in English, of course, it's Amen. You know what it me- really means? It means, so be it. It means, actually, in Hebrew, the word is Amam, which really speaks, the root word Amen comes from Amam, which really speaks, I believe. I believe. Amen. So actually when you're saying amen, you're saying I believe. Amen. You're actually getting the promise for you. If you hear something like, you know, God wants for you to live long and live strong. Amen. You grab it. You make it personal. You're not really saying it just to, you know, as a chorus. It's good that I can hear it. It's good that you're awake. Right? It makes you awake, but actually you're putting it and taking it for yourself. That's the power of amen. That you are actually grabbing a hold of that, that word and inaalaw nyo. And you're allowing that word to be real to you. Sinasabi nyo, for you and your family, for you and your, and your husband, amen. Amen yan. Amen yan. <laughs> amen? Amen yan. Wow, that came out. Amen. Amen yan. God wants me prosperous. Amen yan. 
Amen. Amen. So when you say it, put faith in it. Amen. No, don't just say like that. You're going to be religious. It's not, it's not going to work for you. But when you hear something, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Because God says all of the promises of God, they are an amen. You know, an expression, this is an expression of absolute trust and confidence. Amen. The Bible says when you believe, you know, you are going to receive and you shall have it. When you amen, you are going to believe. Uh, you're going to receive because believe and amen is the same. So when you amen, you are going to receive. All right? And you are going to have it. Amen. Yan. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews 6 verse 13 to 20. That's a revelation itself. Praise God. Amen. Yan. Amen. It just came out this, in this service. Good. All right. In verse 13, for example, you know, let me say this. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. In the midst of the storm, you're here. Amen. Do you know the best time to be in church is when you're going through a storm? That's the best time to be in church when you're going through a storm. Amen. You're here in the middle of a storm. All right. Praise God. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham since there was no greater to, greater to swear by. Look at what God is doing with His promise. God took an oath in His own name. He backed it up. In another translation, He backed it up to the hilt. He put His reputation on the line. He took an oath. When He spoke to Abraham, He took an oath. He put a rare, His, uh, his uh, reputation on the line. You know what the oath is? He made a covenant. He's saying, I'll back it up. This promise of mine, I'll back it up. You know what God is saying when He said, I'll back it up? He is saying, if it does not manifest, then I am not God. If this does not manifest, I am not God. Because God does not lie. Amen. If God lies, if He you know, lied, then He is not God. So God is saying, I'll back it up. I'll put my oath in it. I'll put my covenant in it. Come on. Amen. In verse 14, he's saying, I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants, amen, beyond number. This is in the New Living Translation, right? Now, when people take an oath, uh, uh, verse 15, then Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. And when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath, his covenant. So that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that He would never change His mind. Amen. God will never change His mind. God, you know why? Because God, as far as He's concerned, when He said it, it's going to be fulfilled. Amen. When He said, light be, you know, light came. Right? Until this time, light is still being, you know, is being created. Right? Out there in the universe. The universe is still evolving. This, the universe is still growing. When he said, like me, light was there. So he trusts his word. The reason why he bound himself with a covenant is so that you and I will understand that God means business. That God is sincere. Right? He's trying to make us understand, now I am here. When I say it, you know what? I am going to back it up. When you receive a promise from God, he's saying, I'm going to back it up. 
Just like Abraham, he waited patiently because he understood. Abraham understood. When God cut a covenant with Abraham, naintindihan ni Abraham, wow, blood covenant, wow. This God is sure He's going to fulfill it. That's why Abraham was able to wait for Isaac to come because he understood the covenant. You know what we have today? We don't have, a, you know, in, in, in human terms, you know, covenant is not non-existing anymore. It is more of contract. And even contract, you need to read the fine print in the contract. You need to make sure that, you know. But I tell you, the covenant of God is greater than the contract. Yeah. Amen. We have a greater one in Jesus. Amen. Verse 18. So God has given both His promise and His oath. Amen. Look at this. He gave us two. He gave you His promise and He gave you His oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Amen. Do you have a promise? Do you, do you have the oath of God? you have a covenant with Jesus? Yes, you're under the covenant of grace. Covenant of Jesus. So you have the promise of God and you have the oath of God. You have the covenant of God. My, that's why God is saying, you know what, do not worry about that thing. If I said it, if I said, my God, my, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory, then He's going to back it up. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Get that. Get that. Understand that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. These two things are unchangeable. It will not change. Why? Because it is impossible for God to lie. Now, let me ask you this question again. Do you have a promise from God? Amen. Do you have a promise that comes from God? Well, God has a promise for you, and He gave an oath. He's saying that, you know what? I'm going to fulfill it. Amen. I'm going to fulfill it. Come on. Can someone say amen? Amen. Therefore, we have fled to Him for refuge and can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Verse 19, this hope is a strong, trustworthy anchor for our souls. In times of rough times, you know, anchor is there. It anchors us to the Word because we know God promised and God gave an oath and God does not lie. Amen. That's the anchor in the midst of the waiting. That's the anchor that will hold us. I love anchors. You know why? I'm a diver. And there are times underwater, there are strong current. And the only way for us to go up, you know, not to be swept away, is hold the anchor. So that when we go up, we hold the anchor line. So that we're not going to be swept away. The boat is up there. The anchor is here. We hold on the anchor and just go up. Praise God for the anchor. That's our lifeline. That's our lifeline today. We have an anchor in whatever happens to our situation, whatever happens to our lives, we know this anchor will hold. Because it's what? Anchored in the solid rock and His name is Jesus. We have a promise. God said it. He will fulfill it. He will fulfill it. This is for somebody. God said it. You wait. It will be fulfilled. And you are going to see it. You are going to see it. Because God does not lie. God don't lie. Amen. He does not lie. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. That's good. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 20, Jesus has already gone in there for us. Oh, verse 19, this hope is strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. 
What's in the inner sanctuary? The presence of God. Amen. What's in the presence of God? All of our answers. All of our answers. Everything that we need is in the presence of God. Amen. Verse 20, Jesus has already gone in there for us. He made the way for us. He, he has become our eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Now, let me ask you a question. If God was true and God was able to fulfill and give the miracles and provide for the children of Israel under the old covenant, how much more us in the new? Amen. 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 If God was able to provide manna for Israel in the old covenant, how much more for us in the new? Amen. I tell you, that's why it's good for workers and for the people here. Read the Old Testament. And when you read the Old Testament, see that God is for us. If God is able to do that, if God is able to part the waters of the Red Sea for the children of Israel, God is able to part the waters, whatever impossible situations you're facing, God is able to face, you know, part that water for you. If God is able to uh, make the sun stand still so that the children of Israel, they're going to win in battle, how much more for you? How much more for us? Hallelujah. So what is better? The promises of the old or what we have in the new? What we have in the new. Let's thank the Lord for the promises that we have. Amen in Jesus. Amen. The reason for all of this is number four. Actually, the one that is the core. The reason for the better. The better promises. The better covenant. You know, the better high priest. The reason for all of that is because we have the better sacrifice. We have the better sacrifice. Compared to the old, we have the better sacrifice. Let me read the the Bible in Hebrews, all right? Chapter 10. The old plan was only a hint of the good things in the new plan. Since the old plan was not complete in itself, it could not complete those who followed it. No matter how many sacrifices were offered year after year, they never added up to complete to a complete solution. They never added up. Verse 2. If they had, the worshipers could have gone merrily on their way, no longer dragged down by their sins. But instead of removing the awareness of sin, when those animal sacrifices were repeated over and over, they actually heightened awareness of guilt. Amen. In the Old Testament, they do it every day, but it was not really, you know, amounting to anything. It's not doing anything. It's only covering it. It's only temporary. You know why it's temporary? They do it every day. They do it every year. So it's not really doing something. It's just there to cover Amen. And look at this. Compared to the blood of the sun, it's the blood of animals. It's man who, you know what? Adam and Eve, they're the ones who fell in the garden. It's man. So it must be a man also, his blood also, to die and give, you know, um, give payment for what happened. Animals can take that. The blood of animals can take that. That's why it's only temporary. Amen. But, verse 4, but the plain fact is that bull and goat blood can get rid of sin. Aren't you glad you're not in the old covenant anymore? Or else, you know, I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a priest because Sister Irene brings her cat. You know, Patty brings her cat here. You know, and I am the one who's going to and offer it to the Lord. You know, I'm bahunun. Right? And to me, imagine all the flies there. Imagine all of that. They do it daily. They do it every year. And there's one, the Day of Atonement, every year, the special sacrifice. 
We're in the high priest enters to the Holy of Holies. Aren't you glad you're not under the new? Amen. Or else, mawala na lahat ng cat. Mawala na lahat ng dog. Mawala na lahat ng dove. Mawala na lahat ng hamster. Now, all these things. Aren't you glad that we have one perfect sacrifice? And His name is Jesus. That's why in verse 5, that is what it was meant by this prophecy put into the mouth of Christ. You don't want sacrifices and offerings year after year. You prepare the body for me for a sacrifice. God prepared the body for Jesus for a sacrifice. It's not fragrance and smoke from the altar that wet your appetite. So I said, I'm here to do it your way, O God, the way it's described in your book. When he said you don't want sacrifice and offerings, he was referring to the practices according to the old plan. When he added, I'm here to do your way, he set aside the first in order to enact the new plan. Verse 10, God's way by which we are made fit for God by the once for all sacrifice of Jesus. Amen. Jesus' sacrifice is complete. It's once and for all. It is permanent. It removes completely all of our sin. That is why today we can enter boldly into the presence of God. We can now have access to God. We can now enjoy the presence of God. We can now enjoy the blessing of God. Why? Because of this one sacrifice which is good and which is permanent. Amen. For all time was done by Jesus Christ for you and I. Hallelujah. In verse 11, let me continue to read. Every priest goes to work at the altar each day. Offers the same old sacrifices year in and year out. Never makes a dent in the sin problem. But verse 12, as a priest, Christ made a single sacrifice for sins and that was it. Aren't you glad? When he said, it is finished, that is our beginning. Amen. That is our beginning. Amen. Then he sat down at the right hand of God, beside God, and waited for his enemies to cave in. Verse 14, it was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. That is what Jesus did at the cross. So let me ask you a question. You know, the sacrifice of Jesus compared to the sacrifice of the bulls and the goats and the animals, I tell you, is far greater. Amen. Because of the blood of the Son of God, and not only that, of what Jesus did, He forever settled the sin issue. Amen. Sin issue. God wants us to see this so that we are going to be aware and we're going to be thankful of what we have in Him. The reason why we have the better is because of what Jesus has done for us. He gave His own blood. He gave His own self for you and I. Amen. Aren't you grateful for Jesus? Aren't you grateful that we have this? And one last thing about what we have in God is this, that we have greater intimacy with Jesus. Now, we can have greater intimacy with Jesus. Let me show you a picture, you know, of, uh, of the tabernacle right now. I want to show for us to see the tabernacle. Amen. This is the tabernacle. You know, this is the tabernacle of Moses. As you can see, we have the outer court. We have the inner court, which is the holy place, and we have the holy of holies. Amen? Three levels, or rather three uh, rooms, or uh, distinction, designation. The outer court, the holy of holies, uh, the holy place, and the holy of holies. In the outer court, people can come in, right? 
people cannot come in. You know, the priest offers, you know, all of these things, right? The, the offering and all of that daily, you know, people can go there. In the holy place, only the priest can come in. But daily, they can come in and do the things. And you know what they do there? The incense, right? They do the, the, the kindling of the, the, the menorah, you know? And not only that, but they, you know, change the bread twice a day. That's what they do there, right? Inside of the Holy of Holies, only the priest. But in the Holy of Holies, rather, the Holy of Holies, inside the holy place, inside the Holy of Holies, only one person can come in once a year. And that is the great high priest, rather, the high priest. In the Day of Atonement, you know, the high priest goes in, and what he does is he brings the incense, only the high priest, huh, once a year. He brings the incense, yung formula or recipe ng, ng, ng incense, God was the one who, who even gave the recipe. And what he did was, he's going to do is, first, before he enters the Holy of Holies, there's a veil there. Before he enters the Holy of Holies, what he does is, he brings the incense and covers the room with the incense. Right? Fills the room, rather, with the incense. The smoke that comes from the incense. And when he enters there, the reason why he fills the room is so that he will not see the glory of God. (laughs) Today, we're actually have songs that says, give me the glory, I want to see the glory. But in the old, he fills the room with the smoke so that he's afraid to see the glory of God. Because if he sees the glory of God, he's going to die. Us today, people even take it for granted. But us today, what we have is, oh God, give us the glory. We We have the glory. We have greater intimacy with God today. Amen. We have greater intimacy with God today. There's another picture I want you to see. The tel- Sol- Solomon's Temple. It's the same thing with Solomon's Temple. Right? Three designations. Alright? The Holy of Holies, you know, the Holy Place and the Outer Court. You know what's in the Holy of Holies? The presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant. Alright? The priest enters. The smoke is already there. And what he does is he brings the blood of the goat or the bull and then he sprinkles it on top of the ark, the mercy seat. This is where God sees us in the mercy seat. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today and we have, we have access to the Holy of Holies. Compared to before, we have only one person who enters the Holy of Holies once a year. Today, you have access to the throne room of God 24-7. Today, you can enjoy His presence right now in this place. You know, when you go home, His presence is in your heart. You can enjoy God in the comforts of your home. You don't need to go to Jerusalem to offer a sacrifice. Praise God. Mahal yun. Amen. Aren't you glad that today we can just lift our hands and offer a sacrifice? And you were there in the presence of God. Amen. Today, you be aware of the presence of God. You be aware of the presence of God in your workplace or in your school or in the hospital or in the grocery. You just be aware right there. Shoo. You're transported in the presence of God. You're transported in the Holy of Holies, wherein you are going to meet God face to face. I'm here to tell you, don't settle. You know, many Christians are just out there in the outer court. 
you know, doing things and becoming a Christian, you know, for the sake of becoming a Christian. But many people also, you know what, they're just there in the Holy of Holies. They attend church, but doesn't mean that, you know, if you attend church, doesn't mean that you have the presence of God. Sometimes you miss the presence of God by just being here. But I'm here to tell you, there is something better for you. You come here expecting to meet with God. Don't come here just for the sake of coming here. It's not going to amount to anything. It's not, just going, it's not going to help you. But when you come here, like you people, in the midst of the storm, you're here. You're lining up outside. You brave the winds. You brave the rain. You brave the floods. You're here. I tell you, that's where God is going to show Himself strong to you. Amen. We have this access right now with God. That's why the Bible says, and I'm going to end with this. The Bible says, hallelujah. In Hebrews 4.16, it says here, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Now let me ask you a question. What do we have today? Is this intimacy greater, amen, than what they had in the old? Definitely. We're not just looking at the hand of God. We're now looking at His face. Do you know that in the old covenant, no one was able to look at the face of God? Moses looked only at the back parts of God and the glory was there. But I'm here to tell you, in the new we get to see His face. And His face is in the face of Jesus. Hallelujah. The woman with the issue of blood. You know what? He touched the hem of the garment of, of Jesus. You know what God, Jesus did? He stopped. And then He looked, turned and looked at the woman. The woman represents you and I. Do you know the Bible? In the Bible, woman represents the church. We touch the hem of the Garment of Jesus, you know what Jesus will do? He stops and He looks at you. We can see the face of God here in the words of Jesus. Amen. That's why we are so grateful for what we have. Amen. Lift your hands right now and just thank Him for what you have in Jesus today. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what we have in you. Thank you for we live in the better. Oh, Lord. I pray that this will sink in. I pray that you will just continue to write these things in the hearts of the people here at New Life the Four. Uh, all of us, when we come out, we're just going to be so excited and grateful that we have the better. Thank you, Lord. Can someone say, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You may put down your hand right now. But maybe there are some people here I do not want to assume. And maybe there are some people in the overflow room I do not want to assume. Have you received Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life? Have you asked Him to become real to you? Because Jesus died for a relationship. He died so that you, He can be real to you. Amen. If you have not, well, this is the right place. This is the right time. I'm not asking you to join this church. I'm not asking you to change religion. These things cannot save you. There's only one person that can save you, and his name is Jesus. I'm going to, make, I'm going to call in people right now. 
you know, if you have, re- have not received Jesus, the Lord and Savior of your life, you're hearing the message right now and you're not sure if you're living in the better, well, you can be sure today as you raise your hands to receive Jesus. Anyone in this place who want to receive Jesus for the first time, if you have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, then you can do it today. Raise, just raise your hands and I'm going to lead you in a prayer of accepting Jesus. Anyone in this place who want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives, raise your hands and I'm going to pray. Quickly now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your hand. Any more? Thank you for that hand. Thank you. Amen. Maybe people at the overflow room. So I'm going to pray right now. Amen. Close your eyes, everybody. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, just repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying at the cross for me. I receive you into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Today and forever. I receive your love. I receive your grace. Thank you today. I live in the better. Thank you for this new life that I have in you. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at newlifethefort.com.